Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast. The Power Your Advice podcast is designed to bring financial advisors new ideas, why those ideas should be considered, and how to implement them into your business. This podcast is brought to you by Advisorpedia, the best place for advisors to grow their minds and businesses. And now, please join your host, Doug Heikinen. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I am really excited for today's guest. It's Rochelle Moulton, who's the president of Be Unforgettable Media. She's been gracious enough to be a longtime contributor to Advisorpedia. Her articles are short treasures. You can always get a great nugget out of each and every one of them. And she recently launched her book, The Authority Code, How to Position, Monetize, and Sell Your Expertise. Welcome, Rochelle. Thank you, Doug. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to have this conversation. I am so impressed when anybody completes a book. What kind <laughs> of project did that turn out to be for you? Uh, well, it's it's interesting because it took me maybe six years to actually write the book or to, to get it to this point. But to actually write the book, I, I did it in 30 days. And oh then, of course, spent another, you know, 90 days editing and, and making it fit for, uh, for human consumption. But yes, yes, it, it was epic. When does it get to the point where you're like, okay, it's good enough. I love it. I'm going to launch it out there. You know, I kind of never got to that point about this is good enough. I just got to the point where I said, I love this. Mm-hmm. I really love this. I'm very happy with this. And boy, I hope other people like it. But, you know, it's it's like somebody telling you your baby isn't beautiful. So the, the first time that I gave it to somebody who wasn't my editor or my husband, I sat there waiting with bated breath for their reaction. But luckily it was good. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy it's out there. And I'm, I'm really pleased with how it came out. Let's talk authority. So what exactly is an authority? Well, you know, Doug, I feel like every dictionary describes an authority as an expert, but being an authority is about so much more than expertise because experts command knowledge, but authorities command not only knowledge, but influence. And I don't mean influence in the social media influencer sense. I mean that authorities have built trusted power, vested in them by their audience to cheat, to teach, to change hearts, minds, which also makes you an easy choice to buy from when they're ready to pull the trigger. The thing is, though, is that I used to think authority was about building your expertise publicly so that people would hire you or buy your stuff. But it's really about value creation, that power to reach, influence, and impact your market segment. And the old view of an authority, which was usually a man, you know, an older white man with silver hair speaking with the voice of God. So that view is dead. The new authority is about being a trusted source to a niche audience on a specific thing. So an authority is a person who's developed and shares their expertise publicly, continually, and in service to their ideal audience. Can you give me an example of somebody that most people would know who you would consider to be an authority? Well, in the financial advisory profession, Michael Kitsis. Uh-huh. He's absolutely. absolutely an authority. Yeah. Um, some would say um, Susie Orman for different reasons, different audience, different reason, different approach. But you can be an authority and have a vastly different approach to another authority in your field. 
why should I want to build an authority for me or my business? Well, there's a few pretty significant benefits to building authority, whether it's for yourself, your firm, or both. And the first one, so important for me, is you get to choose how you want to play. So how do you want to show up? So let's say, for example, that you're fascinated with the financial needs of LGBTQ parents. You can dive in and you can specialize in serving that audience with your firm. And if there aren't enough of your ideal clients in, in your own backyard, even better, right? You can build a digital platform to serve them. And then you're not tied to your local community that might just be too small for your vision. And so this allows you to get beyond the old idea of, you know, the silver haired local advisor and build a name for yourself in a niche that speaks to you and needs you. So, so that's one. Another kind of related one is that you get to choose who to work with. So you can have a, you know, a no jerks rule and just say no to potential clients who are a pain to deal with. But really what it is, is you get to decide who makes the cut, who you're going to let in the door. You're not worried about how you're going to pay uh, the rent on your, on your office or your home mortgage. And my favorite is you get to operate from your genius zone. So maybe you're a whiz at like complex family dynamics but you'd rather hand off the deep financial analysis to somebody else or vice versa when you've built authority you can do that because you can surround yourself with others to do the things that you don't want to do but the thing that usually grabs um, people who run financial businesses is that you can charge more because you're creating more value for your ideal clients and buyers so let me just unpack that a little bit um, and I'll use myself as an example. So I run a solo expertise business with global clients. I own some real estate rental property. I manage the finances for our family. If I'm looking for a financial advisor, who's going to speak to me more? The local guy that serves everybody and probably has never seen a digital business in his life or someone who might be many states away who specializes in solo digital businesses. Right? I'm going to pay more for the right specialist because I don't want to waste my time explaining my situation to somebody who hasn't seen it before. Um, I always laugh when like a generic kind of small business CPA will reach out to me on LinkedIn and they'll start pitching me on their services. And sometimes I'll go along, you know, I'm sure this has happened to you. And I'll say, hey, you know, if you've got expertise in one of these three things, I'll have a conversation. Crickets, right? Because they don't have the specialized knowledge that I want. So bottom line is if you don't want to be perceived as a generic and therefore inexpensive or ineffective advisor, you want to spend some time building your authority on whatever your topic with your ideal clients and buyers. So it seems like this is a superpower added on to picking your niche as an advisor. It really is. I mean, that's one of the most important things is who do you want to serve? Who do you care enough about to dedicate your business to, to serving? What do I have to do to become an authority? Well, it's, it's kind of in, this, in the subtitle of my book, right? If you think of authority as three things, it's positioning yourself and or your firm, you know, both are, are important, monetizing your expertise, and then what I call selling, but which looks very different from traditional selling and financial services. So we'll start with positioning. That's really, it's, it's as simple as deciding where you want to go with your business. You know, what's the revolution you want to lead? Who's 
who are your ideal clients? What niche do you want to specialize in? And then you wrap all that up in an origin story that clearly shows your audience why this is so important to them and how you're going to help them. And frankly, this is where I'm so disappointed in the financial advisory professions. I mean, how many websites full of silver haired couples walking on the beach do, you know, do we have to look at? Everyone in a given geography competes for the same high net worth people, but very few firms are positioning themselves creatively. I mean, why not specialize in digital business owners with creatives, with doctors or dentists or chiropractors? And yes, there are some firms doing that, but not very many have really taken a stand with their positioning. Because when you don't look like everybody else, your ideal clients take notice. So yes, positioning is important. Um, monetizing um, is important, but the advisory business has a few pretty standard ways to monetize expertise. And there's a lot of um, AUM or retainer models out there. But just to keep this idea simple, the more you've established yourself as the authority for your ideal clients and buyers, the higher the fee that your clients will happily pay for your advice, however you structure that. And then the last piece, is selling and you know if i had a dime for every time i've been buttonholed someplace by a, you know some sort of financial advisor trying to sell me on their hot tip right selling is an authority even just an authority in the making if you're just getting started looks nothing like that selling authority is three things it's you publish and you publish like it's a revenue stream because it, it will become one. It won't start that way, but it will become one. And I'm not talking about you know something that you buy from a content farm, but thoughtful pieces from your point of view or your firm's point of view designed to address the challenges and dreams of your ideal client. So you find a way to publish, whether that's in writing, uh, with audio like this podcast as an example or video so the idea is it's a combination of writing and speaking and you build a focused audience on your own platform i.e a platform that you own not exclusively on social media the second part of that is that you enlist what i call an authority circle and if you want to talk more about this we can but it's 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 three kinds of people it's your rat pack which is a, a small little group of maybe four or five, a handful of people. Apostles, the people who are spreading the word because they believe in what you're preaching. And tribal leaders, which are people who lead tribes of their own. So Doug, you lead a tribe of financial advisors. You are a tribal leader. That would be an example. And the idea here with enlisting your authority circle is leverage. You help those in your circle and you let them help you reach your ideal people. So you're amplifying your message and leveraging. And then finally, the third piece of selling is mastering the gentle art of persuasion so that you never have to sell again. And the idea behind that is as you build your authority content and you engage with your circle, all of a sudden, you know, you're not selling at cocktail parties or networking meetings or, you know, waiting for referrals. You're holding sales conversations with people who come to you already wanting to work with you. So selling becomes figuring out if there's the fit between the two parties. I mean, the pressure goes away. It's actually fun. It's a fun way to sell. 
So overall, what does that mean? It means that you spend more time developing thoughtful insights and engaging pivotal people and then less time actually selling. What about if I have a full firm of people? Does that mean I become the only authority or can I leverage the authority with my team? Well, it's, that's an interesting question because authority definitely can get more complicated when you have a team, but the way to proceed really depends on your goal. So let's take a situation where you're the primary rainmaker and your team is really built around serving you. In that situation, you'll probably wind up being the only authority, right? Because the value of building authority to you in this case will be higher fees right? Easier selling and the ability to focus on what you love most. But if the firm is you-centric, you ultimately limit your value creation, right? You're going to limit both your ability to sell the firm and the price that you can get for it, you know, at some point down the road. But let's say your vision is to build your firm into a powerhouse. And let's say your name is not on the door, and I'm always going to argue you want an exciting, disruptive name if this is your vision. So in this case, you need to position the firm intentionally. So what's our vision? What's the revolution we're leading? Who do we serve? And then you want to strategically build market authority, both for the firm and for its key producers. So, you know, long-winded answer, it's definitely more than one authority in that case. But I can't emphasize the word intentional enough in that scenario. You don't want to rely on your key people embarking on these, you know, solo authority building efforts, but on a coordinated strategic plan to grow recognition for the firm and for its individual authorities. That's how you can build real value. You talk about niching, but what if I really don't want to do that? I feel like it leaves too many opportunities at the table for my firm and, you know, maybe people can get bored. Can I still become an authority without specializing? Well, in a word, no. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. I mean, if you want to be recognized as an authority, especially in a profession with literally hundreds of thousands of voices, you've got to bring something very specific to the table. Why should we listen to you? right? We don't care that you've built the largest advisory firm in your city. We don't care that you only serve those with 10 million plus in assets. What we care about is how you serve people like us, right? Men, women, trans, non-binary, married, single, you know, parents, professors, creative business owners. I mean, you get the idea. We want you to tell us what you've learned by specializing in people like us. That's how you build authority and maximize your influence and impact. But just to be clear, I mean, you can absolutely build a tidy little generalist business in financial advisory if you're in a big enough playground, right? You can get some local media coverage if you're the big kahuna in your town, but that will not make you an authority, nor will it allow you to build a more impactful and potentially much more profitable practice. So I'm not saying, you know, it's it's authority or the highway, mm -hmm. but no matter how tempting it is to focus on serving this broad, you know, broad swath of people, being a generalist means your message by definition gets watered down. It's less appealing because you're just one of many and you're definitely not an authority. That's so interesting. So how do I know when I've become one? 
<laughs> well, becoming an authority is a little like being considered a visionary, right? You don't call yourself one. Other people start referring to you that way. So it's like you don't go up to somebody and say, hi, I'm Doug and I'm a visionary, right? <laughs> not going to happen. But you'll start to see it happening in your circle. And they might not even use the word authority at all. They're going to use their own version of that. So you'll hear code words like, he's the expert at this, or she's the most knowledgeable on that. Or if you want to know about X, you know, call Joe Schmo. But more importantly than that, than the externals, is that growing and running your business becomes easier. So you may get more client inquiries or they may stay roughly the same, but they're from better client fits. And you'll see a lot less fee pressure because they come in wanting the best, meaning the recognized authority at dealing with their specific challenges and dreams. They look at you as the one. And if you're building a team, oh my goodness, recruiting gets a whole lot easier because your potential hires, usually they come to you because they can see for themselves what you stand for, what you care about. They're going to be throwing their hat into your ring. And they're either drawn to you like a magnet or they're repelled completely because the message isn't in sync with them, which is just as great as well because it saves you time and focus. Rochelle, this is such interesting stuff. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. What's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Uh, the easiest way is my website, RochelleMolten.com. It has links to my various social things. You can sign up for my uh, my newsletter, my blog, information, and there's a few programs on there as well and a lot of free resources. The Authority Code, Rochelle's Superbook is available on Amazon. Go get it. Thanks, Rochelle. <laughs> Thanks so much, Doug. Please follow us for all the latest updates on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, all at Advisorpedia. For everyone at Advisorpedia, our producer, Jakey Beard, and the Power Your Advice podcast team, this is Doug Heikinen.